Hello, my name is Warren. I've always loved stuff. As a kid, I'd play with Thundercats, Star Wars, Ninja Turtles, Masters of the Universe, and A-Team figures, then neatly put them back on display on a chest of drawers next to my tropical fish tank. I've kept some objects from my childhood and gathered more over the years. Inspired by Oxford's Pitt Rivers Museum, I've housed some of my collection, old and new, in the shed at the end of my garden. I would like to invite you into my shed so we can chat about the things that we treasure and draw memories and strength from. Through these objects, I hope to learn more about all of you and myself. Welcome to our podcast, What's in Your Shed? This is our fourth episode, so if you've been listening to the other episodes, welcome back. And if this is your first, welcome to you. I hope you enjoy it. You may have noticed that it's just me filling the spaces with my stories and ramblings. Although I am enjoying this platform to cast my voice into the space around us, I look forward to sharing conversations with my neighbours and friends. So when this lockdown is over, I look forward to inviting my first guest into the shed. Maybe by then I will have got a bit better at this and can create a space where my guests can feel comfortable and confident to share stories about the stuff they love. I can't wait. I can't wait. I know that I say that every episode... I can't wait. I'm I'm really enjoying doing this. Um and I can I can see <clears throat> that it's going to be it's going to get better and better and I can't wait to chat to people about the things that they love and stuff that has meaning for them. And not necessarily stuff you you go out and buy, it's stuff that you rediscover or stuff that you repair or reuse or whatever the case may be. So I'm, I can't wait for that. So <clears throat> just to think, just to recap about what happened last time. So last episode, uh, I remember I had received in the post an envelope with a cassette in, and that turned out to be Pearl Jam Vitalogy, and I opened it on the show. And I was saying, I'm still waiting for the, the other cassette, the other one that I'm really, I was really excited about getting. Um, and I've actually kept it. <coughs> Where is it? Ah, there we go. I just need to get a drink of water too. <coughs> One sec. Ah, that's better. Okay, so I've kept... I haven't opened the envelope. This one is in a large letter, second class. I always find that second class post works pretty much the same as first. They're both amazing and you pay less for a second class stamp, which is incredible. So I always do stuff second class because it just works. It gets there quick too. It's amazing. So anyway, this is a like a padded envelope, Aerofall, classic, climate neutral company, all that stuff printed on it. And I'm going to open it up <clears throat> and tell you what's inside <laughs> i know what it is but um when when the first cassette arrived i wasn't sure which one it was so that was a surprise right now i know which one it is but i'm still excited to see it i can't wait it's coming up yes <gasps> Ooh, that is very very nice wow so that is bruce springsteen born in the usa cassette so i ordered the pearl jam vitality one and this one at the same time. This one arrived just a bit after. It's got a lovely, clear-looking jewel case. I think it's called a jewel, jewel case. And it's got... It's a TDK one. Sorry, my voice is going crazy. 
It will pass. It will pass. I'll be okay. I'll be okay. <clears throat> Just get another drink. Okay, we're all good. So, yeah, this one is Born in the USA, that iconic picture on the front uh, with the, the red and white stripes and then the back of Bruce Springsteen, pretty much his butt and waist, and he's got a red cap in his pocket. And you can clearly see those are Levi's, the little tab there, and that amazing black belt with the the brass kind of stud or plates, whatever the hell that is, I don't know. But yeah, it's cool. It's pretty awesome. And I got the version <coughs> here with the, the liner notes. I'll just take the cassette out. Oh, it looks new. It looks brand new. This is amazing. It's such a, like, 1984. And the album looks like this. Very good indeed. Yeah, and there's the liner notes on, like, some kind of cheapish, pulpyish paper, which is awesome. So that was from last week. And I said I would... I, d I don't know. I've, I think I did say I would open it this one, but here I am and I opened it. It's cool. I'll put that in the cassette box and treasure that one. Play it every now and then because you'll get a really nice analog kind of sound. Um, good. I'm looking forward to that. Then the other thing that I, I spoke about last episode was in the recommendations section, the one where I, I kind of introduce an idea or say something that's nice to do with objects and so making stuff there's been there's been a couple I think I've done three um you'll have to go back and listen I don't want to go over them again I mean you don't you don't have to go listen obviously um but so anyway these recommendations are what the one I did last week was I was saying how much I, I love that E.T. Kuahara BMX from the E.T. film. And I think I mentioned it a number of times in the pod podcast so many times. It's my dream bike. And I've looked on eBay and other places and they literally like four four grand. That's like four four thousand pounds, maybe more for a mint one from from the 80s. Perfect BMX. So I thought, Do you know what? I'm going to draw one. So I did. And I sketched it first in pencil, then I went over it in black fine pen, and then I used Ralph's colours, and he brought me some Faber-Castell colours down, and the most interesting part was the the the, the tyres are blue, and then the, the outer part of the tyre is blue, and then there's a line, and then there's a like a tan-coloured rubber that's part of the tyre that runs a circle, so the tyres aren't completely blue, there's that like an insert or something circular insert and Ralph suggested I use a blend of like three colors so I've got a bit of gold in there a bit of brown and a bit of orange and it actually pulled up that color perfectly I, I said to him I said Ralph can you give me a hand with with choosing the colors because you know your colors and he always has he's always known um what colors go with what and he's he's just got an eye for for color like you can ask him to match up stuff like is that the same color which color would go with this and he, he he just gets it so the ties worked out really well so i've got that beautiful i'll put it next to my sketch of a a volvo a red volvo that i had i'll probably talk about that at some point but i i got rid of it and and to keep the joy alive of that red volvo i i sketched a very similar kind of sketch with black thin black pen and then i colored it in 
So the colors go nicely inside the the black lines. So there, I did that. I did those. And at the end of this one, I've got something exciting, like an idea. I say their recommendations, obviously, they ain't going to be political or religious or anything like that. And it's totally your choice. I'm just kind of picking something that I think is cool and has has worked out nicely. So I'll share that at the end of this episode. So tonight's episode is my Arnold Schwarzenegger book. And it sounds random, it sounds bizarre, but I will explain. So this this actually isn't kept in my shirt, but I've brought it in for the podcast tonight. I, uh, this is kept for no reason other than there's a bookcase in the house. There isn't one in the shed. And I've got it there with my books. But it's a it's an A4 book, hardcover, um, black, and it's kind of a textured black um, finish on there. And then you've got the a red tape down the side like binding binding it I suppose and along that that edge of the book the yeah, margin I don't know what you call the, the back part of the book but anyway so there's that, that strip there and it says right across my Arnold Schwarzenegger book and I ran out of space with the book part so the book word is gets, gets a bit squashed up but that's what I always do when I've got space on a page. I'll start writing, really spread out, enjoying the space, and then it kind of works. <laughs> I near get near the end, and it's like, oh no, I'm not going to fit this, and then I have to squeeze two sentences on one line, and all that nonsense never changed. But there, <laughs> there's the book, and it's a it's a real beauty. Rather odd, I must admit. It, you know, when 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 I show it to people, they just <clears throat> kind of in in shock, in awe. Like, why would why would someone have an Arnold Schwarzenegger scrapbook where literally, I mean, I, I haven't filled the book, which is probably a good thing. I'd say a quarter of the book is taken up, probably a hundred page book or something. I don't know. It doesn't say anywhere in here. So usually it says all this writing inside the hardcover, like barcodes and all this nonsense. But this has got nothing. It's plain, plain as ever. So... The, the yeah the book is is full of Arnie stuff so from his films from his bodybuilding there's an there's an article here Arnold Schwarzenegger wins the 1980 Olympia and then um I think there's a bit with yeah and there's no governor of California because he wasn't governor of California yet when when I actually created this book so I was trying to work it out and the, the book is I think it's 1991 when when I first started working on that. So I must have been... No way, it was before then. No, come on, that's weird. Anyway, so I think... The, the reason I'm confused about the dates is because I was in Standard 1 and I had a friend called Matthew Palmer and he had an Arnie scrapbook. So in Standard 1, in 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 the South African schooling system... I must have been eight or nine. Wow, that's crazy. Surely not. Maybe I knew Matthew Palmer after that. Oh, I'm so confused. It doesn't matter. But anyway, this book is is just a weird collection of photos of Arnie. Like I'm looking at one here and it's it's with the whole group of soldiers from Predator. And then there's one below it from Conan the Destroyer. And then there's one on the next page 
of him and Danny DeVito in twins. They're wearing identical suits. <laughs> and then there's just a random one of him on a sofa looking really like posy and kind of weird. Um, he's kind of got his legs crossed up on the sofa and his elbow and his knee and his his hand, his head on his hand and this gold watch and this kind of stuff going on in the background on like a, a, a unit with a a dog and a photo of Maria Shriver, his his wife, who in fact is, oh you probably probably know this, I this was new to me until fairly recently, well, yeah I just I just didn't just didn't know much about it but yeah so Maria Shriver is is part of the Kennedy family so her mum is the sis one of the sisters of John F Kennedy which is which is amazing then I've got Commando Red Heat and then there's no there's no order to this at all it's just pictures of Arnie you know what I mean there's like a massive article from which magazine was it it must have been a good magazine because this is like a big feature, massive full-page pictures of him in in um, Conan there with Grace Jones and I don't know who the other lady is. Um, but yeah, fantastic book, really funny when people mention it. I think it was mentioned at my um, my wedding. I think my best man, Rich, may have said something about it. I can't I can't remember clearly, but I mean, yeah, there's a few of my friends who will definitely know what this book is about it, it always it always comes out to to have a laugh so i love this book so much it is so funny and the story behind it is is i met i had this friend at school primary school matthew palmer and his house was was near our primary school and there was so kind of next to this this park with a hill that in in south africa you call a copy and this hill was like littered with broken bottle tops. I think people used to go up there and smoke weed and all sorts of stuff. And as a kid, we always like warned, don't go in there, don't go to that that felt or that field or whatever it was. And there was like a, a little a stream running through one part of it. And it was quite deep. So you like a gorge almost, but not a massive gorge. I don't know what you call it. But anyway, the stream at the bottom, the bank is high. So you jump down and you go in the reeds and um, muck around. But I, it wasn't really, kids weren't really, or parents didn't want kids to go there and, and perfectly understandable. But Matthew Palmer's house backed onto this place. And we would go, when I went to play at his house, we would go and, and play in the park, go down on into the stream, go up the hill, and it was really it felt naughty, but we did it. And yeah, Matthew was was great fun, and he he was just into Arnie. And I don't know if it was an older brother of his, or or ex I don't exactly know why. And he he was collecting these um, muscle mags and all sorts. It must have been a. It seems weird such a young age would would get all those, but anyway, he loved Arnie newspaper cuttings and he made a scrapbook and his was much more substantial than mine i'd love to to hear if he actually still has it that would be amazing if we could match them up um but he inspired me to do that and i was just oh, i just enjoyed it i i liked something about it i liked the 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 strength the 
the films he was in I, I don't know just for a young a young boy it, it's quite interesting I suppose you're looking out for role models and whatever it is I loved his films first and foremost amazing films but um, I also enjoyed learning about you know his bodybuilding days and stuff and that that brings me to uh so so anyway yeah matthew palmer was yeah all the scrapbook he he also gave me duplicates and stuff that he didn't need so i would stick it in in my book and then i i would my grandpa was an amazing bodybuilder he did he wrestled he boxed uh he did bodybuilding and i spoke about um, the Linden, Hel- uh, Linden Exercise Center in a previous episode where my grandparents owned that. So m- my grandpa was yeah, fully into bodybuilding and he had some really cool mates. Uh, one of the guys was called Chris, Chris Venu, quite a bit younger than, than my grandpa, a Greek guy. Um, and he was just fully in tune with the the art of exercise and his main thing was breathing. So hanging on a chin-up bar and taking deep breaths almost like a meditation and then then you combine that with the strength stuff and yeah it was a pretty good vibe so so my grandpa and and Chris mainly were were into that scene and and they were the first to to give me my workout and I remember taking this this Arnie book to Chris Venu um whose grandpa's mate and he he set up the program and then then grandpa checked it or well no no I first had a chat with him I first went and had a chat with Chris Venu I think I was about 12 13 and I was just talking about the like bodybuilding he was finding out what I wanted to do and and all of that stuff and my main thing was I just want to do like get stronger I want to do cut out my asthma because I I had asthma and I want to do like strengthen myself and I, I just loved exercise from an early age. It was always something in my family. Loved swimming, swimming like lengths early in the morning before school, stuff like that. It was it was a big part of my life, my my mom's side of the family, and so my grandpa is is my mom's dad, on my mom's side, and he then so I took this this Arnold Schwarzenegger book to Chris, and I I said. Uh, I showed him the pictures, so there's like there's a bit here about training at home, and there's Arnie and his seven-time Mr. Olympia pose and stuff like that. And we had a chat. I don't remember the detail, but then he spoke to my grandpa, and then my grandpa wrote out a, a program for me. It was ten exercises, ten core exercises. So always starting off hanging up, hanging on the chin-up bar, breathing ten deep breaths, three sets of those, and and then it would go on to uh, squats and then bench press and then dips uh, across the bench pull over so you've got a dumbbell and you like bring it back past your head and hang it over the bench I'm actually trying to do it now I can feel it yeah and it's a nice stretch strength core strength so they taught me loads and that was all kind of linked together with the the Arnie book I, I guess it was something I was interested in I, I never was interested in in that whole like bulking out that protein shake stuff never never that bad it's always been more of a holistic kind of core strength based breathing uh vibe so 
um, taught me so much. And I remember doing my first uh, workout with with the program my grandpa wrote out was at the the body elite the gym called body elite in Randburg so near where where I grew up and the the gym was run by uh, Norman Robinson and his wife I, I can't remember her her name and Norman was a, a black belt like ridiculous seventh dan karate expert and he had I think two sons but the one I remember really well is Mark Robinson and Mark Robinson was the he he did lots of judo strongman stuff uh, like he he won the SA strongman contests and he he's just super super strong like big kind of bulked up but strong and um, so strong that once he he uh, he brought a, a telephone. Oh, no, he didn't bring it. We had a telephone directory at work in, in the health and racket club where I eventually ended up working. And we had a couple of telephone directories. Those were the days where you where you had to have it. You couldn't look up numbers on Google or anything. You just paged through the telephone directory. And I worked on reception there. Um, and Mark Robinson was the a duty manager or club manager no he was club manager at at the health racket club and he we all knew about his strongman stuff because it was covered in the media i mean he was he was he was pretty famous i think in that in that area and because he also did he was like a sumo champion like a south african sumo champion went over to japan i think he was a champion there too incredible so we were like we knew about stuff that he could rip a telephone directory long ways down so from the top right down through and we were like no way like people had heard this i think it may have been in an article in paper where it talks about his strength and it was one of his like party tricks so we 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 asked him to do it and he he did he took uh, he took the telephone directory from from behind the counter and he proceeded to to rip this thing never seen anything like it in my life so one of those big telephone directories a4 big big i think the men they had an odd size too it might have been even bigger than a4 i'm not sure slightly bigger but that would have caused an issue with printing i don't know i'll, I'll stick with a4 and it's floppy like kind of paper and lots of it and he just ripped it from top to bottom no problem i mean no, i say no problem took a while to get going like he was twisting the top of that thing like and then eventually when he got the first part of it he just did it and then after halfway it's easy it's like sawing through a piece of wood once you get near the end it's just it slips down and it was done so that was uh, an interesting time and i trained at at their gym uh, body elite and I was the youngest, the youngest person to train there. And I'd pick up my program that my grandpa wrote. It was, it was on like a, a card, and this card was well, fairly half of A5. I don't know. And you'd put the the card in a box as you arrived at the gym, uh, alphabetically, and you'd come in and you'd take your card out and you'd go and do your workout. Not everyone did that. Not everyone was as disciplined as that. And you eventually you learn your your program and you you don't really need to carry your card around um and i guess if you change workouts quite often and it's good to have it written down and i'd 
I'd pick up my card and then then start with hanging on the chin up bar and breathing really deep. And I'd cycle there. I'd cycle like half an hour, I think. Yeah, it could have been half an hour, 30 minutes or something from... Oh, 30 minutes or something is half an hour. Sorry, that's silly. And um, I would go in there and and do my workout and cycle back. Very disciplined. It was... It was a good time. It got me focused. It got me ready. So it was it was lovely. And that's where the the Arnie book took me. And I'm so glad I still got it. It's lovely to take the book out and show people. It literally confuses some people so much, but in a good way, in a, in a funny way. Um, and yeah, Arnie's turned out to be super successful. I mean, that Terminator, um, Total Recall, Governor of California, it's, it's insane. So we'll, we'll cover that now in the in the history section so i'll just talk about a few a few little snippets so about about arnie so he arrived in california in the 70s and he he's he's actually got an office in in venice california and um nearby there is is muscle beach and that's where arnie kind of gravitated to in the 70s and he, he worked out there a lot um and he won Mr. Universe five times. The first time he won it, he was 20, and he won Mr. Olympia seven times. So these are big, big bodybuilding competitions, like the the Wimbledon of tennis. Um, they are like the, the, the tops, top, like Glastonbury for festivals. Uh, so, yeah, very, very successful in bodybuilding, and that's all he wanted to do. So all he wanted was success in bodybuilding, and he got it. And then he, unbelievably, he becomes this mega movie star. So he's in films like Conan, The Destroyer, Conan the Barbarian. And I've, I've watched all of these, thoroughly enjoyed them, loads of fun. Um, Red Heat, Terminator, Twins, Total Recall. Uh, it just goes on. And there's some silly ones too, like Kindergarten Cop, which is loads of fun. I say Twins is probably also one of the silly ones. But just just fun Hollywood stuff, and um, then and and serious too, <laughs> and serious. Um, so he he was also like big time in Hollywood. Like he was one of the Hollywood greats. He was he was photo or pictured photoed. Um, he was pictured with Reagan. So there's a photo of him with Reagan, um, the Kennedys. Obviously, he's married to Maria Shriver. So I guess that's that's that connection. The Pope, Joan Collins, Marlon Brando. So he's huge, just classic, classic Hollywood stuff. And also a family man. And I, I spoke about his wife, Maria Shriver. They they actually got divorced in 2011. Um, but it's interesting that the article I read, one of the articles I read is inside this scrapbook. So it's not up to date. I guess it's up to like 91, 92, up to Total Recall, the release of Total Recall. And it didn't say that him and his wife were divorced in in the article. So um, I don't know what I was going to say about it. I'm really sorry. I'll have to come back to that. Um, but yeah, they they got they got divorced. I'm not sure who who Arnie's with now. I, I don't I don't really know. Not not that sure. But um, he's six foot three inches and weighed, I guess he's probably lighter now, but about 100, 100 kgs. Also, another interesting modern, more modern history is, is his um, connection with, the, with climate and 
climate change and climate action. And he, he attended the the Climate Action Summit in New York in 20, in September last year. And he, he met up with Greta Thunberg and they they both doing climate activism and he, he was on the Graham Norton show in, in October so after the, the Climate Action Summit so in October 2019 and Arnie was was there with Linda Hamilton they're prom- promoting uh, the latest Terminator film Terminator Dark Fate I, I haven't seen it yet I definitely need to watch that but I, I don't I don't see how anything could be Terminator 2 but anyway so he was uh he was talking on the Graham Norton show and uh, it it was really it really struck me what he said and um this podcast is not going to be about politics and all of that so th- and you'll understand why because not <laughs> what am i saying so so what i'm saying is that Arnie in Graham Norton is saying that you can't politicize the environment so therefore this this story is is not political and it can be part of the any (laughs) that's ridiculous anything goes okay so just about anything (laughs) so he was he on the Graham Norton show he said this and I'm gonna have to like read it out as a quote because it won't when I say it probably won't do it justice it's not amazing but it it kind of struck a chord and it makes sense so he says how can you politicize the environment? How can you say the right is against it and the left is for it? There's no democratic air or liberal air. We all breathe the same air. We all drink the same water. We want a clean environment for our children, but the politicians make it political. So in a weird way, yeah, that statement is political. Anyway, I mean, he... he entered his political career governor of california incredible like a huge economy bigger than some countries i'm not sure what kind of job he did but that's politics and i'm not going to talk about it um and then yeah his his amazing film career so yeah arnie arnie for me and from from that book was just just someone out there that i kind of admired and i learned stuff from and uh, he, he's he's no like you know people will agree and disagree with with Arnie and whether they like him or not but yeah he's done some cool stuff some cool films and some good bodybuilding workout stuff and actually I forgot to say earlier on is in the in the my story section where I talk about the thing that I'm looking at in the shed and uh, just how it's linked to to a story and I guess that's the whole idea of this podcast and I forgot to mention that he my grandpa met Arnold Schwarzenegger and he trained (laughs) this story I don't know any dates but what I know is that he trained he did a workout with Arnie in this gym in Johannesburg in the city center might have been a gold's gym or something like a franchise or something huge like that and he trained with him and Reg Park. So it was three of them training together. Reg Park was another big bodybuilding figure. And he, yeah, big in the scene, all those competitions, everyone who was in that bodybuilding scene knew Reg Park and they all worked out together. So my grandpa was friends with Reg Park. They, I think they worked in a gym together. And then Arnie 
was visiting. This must have been in the 70s, and he um, had a workout with him. How cool is that? <laughs> That's amazing. So I will move on to the news section. And the news, I found something really, really funny. So the news will always relate to a toy, an object. Um, maybe it could be a piece of art, like a painting, or could be anything like physical or tangible. So something to do, something to do with that. So Playmobil has launched a reusable nose and mouth mask. So that's their kind of in innovation for you know tackling this COVID COVID nineteen pandemic thing. So so Playmobil has used its their plastic expertise. They make beautiful plastic toys. I think it's a German company and probably a lot of it's probably not made in Germany anymore, but I think some of it might still be. So they've got they're just lovely figures and I'm sure most people have come across Playmobil at some point. It's like Lego. It's it's classic. So they've they use they've got great plastic expertise. They literally mould shapes like old trees and dinosaurs and leaves and you know all sorts of of cool stuff. And they they're going to use their skills in in plastic. Well, they have used it to make um, the Playmobil nose and mouth mask. So you can it says here in there in the information where I got it, this says the mask can be ordered by consumers via the company's online shop. Um, and Playmobil says the risk of infecting other people with a droplet infection can be reduced by wearing this mask. And the pictures of it, literally, it's got that Playmobil signature. It's quite a small one. It just covers neatly, covers the nose and mouth. I, there's no picture of it being worn, which which is the odd thing. I think they should have put that on the on their little advert. But anyway, I think it will look quite strange, like a pig snout almost. And then it's got an elastic or like two holes on each end, each side of the this plastic mold. It's got like a vent on the front. I don't know if it's meant to be for kids because that's that's bizarre. It's absolutely bizarre. Um, and then it's got this elastic so you can attach it and keep it in place. Mental, mental. Um, so... They they initially Playmobil initially supplied their employees with the masks, and then the masks can now be ordered for sale via Playmobil UK web shop. So it's available in three sizes: large, medium, and small, as well as in different colours. So the the those are the Playmobil classic palette, the colours they use. But it do, it didn't say if these were for children or so. You got a small child, medium child, a larger child, or is it? I don't know. I I didn't see that it didn't jump out at me it may have been there but i didn't see it so the mask will be, will initially be offered for 4.99 that seems cheap reusable that's a great thing though I, I i like the sound of that so with one pound from the sale of each mask going to support charities helping with the fight against covid19 that's also pretty cool it's, it's just hard to say if they you know, people jump up and say that, oh, he's making money out of this pandemic. But I think if you're making stuff that's genuinely use, genuinely useful, that shouldn't shouldn't be a problem. But anyway, I won't, <laughs> I won't go into that stuff. I don't want to be political. I don't know what's going on with me this evening. Um, so what are we saying here? Yeah, that's it. So that's that's the news. And... The the recommendation section, which is I referred to earlier on, and I'm looking forward to getting it. Let me just get my my 
media ready so I'm able to share this with you. I guess, yeah, I suppose while I'm talking I'll get it ready and then we can use it as an as an outro so I'll play the episode out and Roger's still working on those songs for me uh, but currently the the opening tune, love it, absolutely love it and he says he's going to make it better, I don't know how that could happen but I'm sure it will, <laughs> I'm sure it will with his skills and, and expertise on, on music, brilliant. So um, I'll play that out. I've actually found it, and the speaker's ready, so I'll, I'll get it get it going at the end. So what I was going to say is, um, I was thinking of something you could do. So the others were making, pretty much making objects. So a an incense burner out of clay, uh, out of clay, and then the other one was drawing, so drawing something you like and and hanging on to that. And in the first episode, I can't remember what it was. I don't. I'll have to go back and and have a look, a, a listen, or, or have a look in my notes. I'll I'll do that at some other point. I don't want to bore you scrolling through stuff, but yeah. So so those were all things. And I was thinking, well, actually, a sound. So if you can record a sound, that becomes a thing, even though it's it's not tangible yet. So the way we record it on our mobile phone. So I, I'll record it on on this iPhone that I've got. And then it becomes an audio file. And I suppose that is an object. That's something. Although it's different to having a CD case or a record case. or It is still something. So I think it qualifies for, for the recommendation. And and what I was thinking was, what I, what I actually did was, I, I went for, we went for a family walk to this, this beautiful um, woodland place with a boardwalk that runs all around it. So it's near near where I live. I live in Oxford and it's it's in a place called I think it's North Hingsey Heights or South Hingsey Heights. Anyway, it's a beautiful nature reserve up there and um deciduous woodland, big tall trees, lovely trickling stream with very clear water. Um you can see probably oh, we didn't see any newts and uh other kind of pond skaters and all bits and pieces water so lovely so clear and you you hear the the leaves of the poplar kind of shuffling in the wind and it sounds like rain uh, and then you've also got the sounds of birds tweeting away and you can hear a woodpecker in the distance like I'll do it on on here see if it sounds like right and then there's a pause and you wait and you wait and then it goes again seems quite a while to wait but around about now it would just go and you know that's that's the woodpecker you look up in the trees and you don't often see them so what i what i what i did was i recorded a sound and uh i i thought you know at the moment and when you record sounds if if you do choose to record sounds when you're out and about, it's so easy with the with the iPhone. You can get like a recorder app and you can record some sounds on that and then file them nicely, label them and stuff. So it's not you don't put your video on and records. You can just record straight, which is what I used to do. Um, so at, at currently with with the lockdown, there's not much traffic. There's hardly any cars actually. Just lorries going by and. Um, occasional bus comes near our street, but we live quite close to a dual carriageway, and 
you can hear the traffic it's kind of a din in the distance and you always know it's there and sometimes like on clear nights it's it's much uh louder uh, it depends on cloud cover it can get muffled it depends which way the wind's blowing you hear it in different ways it's never offensive we we're not right on it and even then if you're right on it it's 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 probably fine i know there's some lovely houses right along that road too so people adapt and they react to all the sounds around them but at the moment the sounds are clearer i especially feel that around here so you can hear the birds in your garden much clearer because there's there's less um cars on the road and also less air traffic so we live also quite near a flight path it sounds hectic it sounds busy like a massive city it's not it's still got that like country vibe so we're on the little the outskirts or near the city center actually quite near the city center of oxford about two miles from there and um the sounds are just amazing crystal clear different i suppose you get a, a different effect so i recorded it and i will leave it with you so it's it's a recording of the the bird song and the recommendation is i suppose like maybe record some stuff and get some sounds sounds going i think that's as as relevant as as sight or not as whole <laughs> there's a whole argument there's a whole nother argument there i respect all the senses they're all beautiful and the sound of um bird song is amazing listen to this <laughs> 